a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's my Disney Addiction Podcast featuring your Disney detective, Greg Heal. And your number one ghost host, Chris. There you go. Welcome back, everyone. It is the day that we have all been waiting for, December 20th, the opening of Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise boom, of Skywalker. Boom, boom. Skywalker. The last episode, the final episode of the saga. Do you really Are you ready for this, the, Greg? What? Saga, by the way. Saga. No, Saga. Saga. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I like that. That was great. Perfect. Yeah, job. man. This is um the what is this? It's episode nine, technically. I mean, you wouldn't really. I mean, we wouldn't really count Rogue One as an episode in there. Yeah, it's a spinoff, and so is Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, but they're, I mean, they're nice additions that sort of flush out the universe. But yeah, I mean, when you look at what I call like the Skywalker um, saga, it's just it's basically the prequels, the original trilogy, and then now the sequel trilogy. So, as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking Star Wars. Yes, and how many of you are pumped to see it? How many have already seen it on uh, on its premiere, which was like a couple hours earlier, you know, uh, December nineteenth at like seven thirty or even midnight? Yeah, we don't drop this up. We don't drop these episodes until Friday, right? And obviously, Star Wars Episode Nine, depending on what kind of person you are, you probably went and saw it at like nine 9 p.m. on Thursday, right? Yeah, I so, mean, for me, I'm sort of holding off because. I, I first want to see some of the initial like feedback, what they're thinking. Of course, uh, no spoilers. Of course, I, though I, I mean, my my world won't end if I do happen upon some spoilers. But there are a lot of things that are going around this episode, Rise of Skywalker. It's like, what's going to happen? Is Emperor Palpatine coming back? Um, Bro, he's coming back. Uh, come on, let's be I serious. I mean, come on. His one, one of the okay. We'll get into some of the fan theories later. But, right. <clears throat> so what? What should we? Uh, we're Okay, let me put it this way. I know where we want to start. I know where I want to start. You might Dude, want to start somewhere it. else. Um, let's kind of talk about the idea of Star Wars um, a little bit. Okay, yeah. Leading up to this episode. Because, I mean, th- this is kind of what sucks about the way that they did the movies. Because, essentially, they did the middle, then the beginning, now the end. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, initially what George Lucas was thinking was, like, it was just a one-off. It was just a story because when it came out May 25th, 1977, A New Hope, it wasn't titled Episode Four. It was just Star Wars. And as it got more successful and, you know, sequels upon sequels were starting to be formed, that's when they put in the Roman numerals. That's why um, A New Hope is now Episode Four. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I sort of understand, like, I guess... That was like the strongest storyline to sort of start out like and just make it maybe a one-off film if it wasn't as successful as you know it ended up being uh so i i I do see where george lucas came from in terms of like where like which point in the story to start at um but again when things started to get out out of control and star wars mania was in full force there there was really no stopping it and people were are still craving for star wars movies yeah i mean they want people want Star Wars. I don't know if they want Star Wars in the way that it's been interpreted. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have oh my gosh, we have the movies, we have books, we have 
you know, video games. Video games. I mean, and it, it's so hard to figure out what's canon, what's not canon. Well, I mean, it's pretty easy now. I mean, essentially, Disney's he, they've they've done uh, away with everything. Yeah, it's a it's a it's not a fine line. It like they have it's cut and dry. What is legends and what is canon now? So do you? So okay, so let's uh, go through all of them. So let's do go it. through all the episodes. What are they? <clears throat> hmm? What are all the episodes? Yeah. So um, I guess we'll just go chronological here. So. In terms of the story, you have episode one, A Phantom Menace. Uh, that was released in 1999. Uh, well, actually, maybe I should just start in 1977, like when it all started. So um, in 1977, you have Star Wars episode four, A New Hope. Uh, like I had mentioned before, it wasn't initially called episode four until later when the sequel started popping up. Uh, but it's it basically just uh, the introduction to of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo, along with his trusty sidekick Chewbacca. And uh, those are unwitting heroes that become a part of the Rebel Alliance um, against the big bad empire of Darth Vader and uh, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, so that's basically like the start of this phenomenon. Um, it was funny, uh, when, when George Lucas uh, created this movie, it spent a lot of years in um, production just because uh, George Lucas wanted to, to you know, maintain as much control as possible, but also he wanted to get his film out. And there were a lot of um, setbacks, a lot of uh, obstacles in his path, just because he was making something that was really never seen before. And a lot of people were like, no one's, no, no one's going to enjoy this. Like, this looks like a B movie. Um, but nevertheless, George Lucas stuck to his guns and, um, you know, he went with what he was passionate about and ended up, you know, proving all those critics wrong. But uh, what I keep thinking about uh, in regards to uh, Star Wars A New Hope was uh, before it was released, uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas had a bet to see which one of their movies would do better. Uh, at the time, Steven Spielberg was working on third or close encounters of the third kind. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And then George Lucas was, of course, working on Star Wars. And George Lucas was like, you know, you, you have a bona fide blockbuster here. Like, I will bet you anything that yours will outperform mine and steven's like no way like star wars this is like a one-of-a-kind phenomenon like you don't know what you're sitting on and so both of them were like all right so um they 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 met they made a bet with each other where um i think it was uh i think steven spielberg would get like 10 percent of the 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 back end or the gross of star wars you know if if um if Close Encounters were to do better, and then George Lucas would get 10% if um, Star Wars did better or whatever. No, it was the other way around. But it ended up working to where Star Wars blew uh, Close Encounters out of the water. And then Steven Spielberg ended up, you know, with um, a little extra cash in his pocket just because, um, you know, they made this little bet. Like, George Lucas thought that Star Wars would never, you know, amount to anything, but now it turned out to be, like, the one big turning point in like cinema history to create the blockbuster that we know and love right now so that was really cool it was like sort of a sleeper hit it was only opened up in minimal theaters like maybe 25 theaters um and uh again it just it just sprung this huge phenomenon this craze that has enveloped us literally you know for 40 plus years so um, I really loved the start of that. I really wish I was alive to see that in theaters for the first time. My, 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 my parents saw it for the first time in 1977, and I'm very jealous that they did. Um, 
And so for you, Chris, uh, are your parents big into Star Wars? Did they see it in theaters when it first came out? Mm, to be honest, I mean, they probably saw it, but I mean, they're not big Star Wars fans. Um, or maybe they are, and they just, I mean, we haven't talked about they're it. They're closet Star Wars fans. But um, so, <clears throat> but you, okay, so you grew up with mainly the um, Lucasfilm prequels. Right, yeah, so, so that's that's my bread and butter um of course growing up uh like in the 90s i was really into the special editions of star wars and i know a lot of people uh either deride that or look on it differently just because the special editions they've like george lucas changed up some things uh but, but for me I, I didn't know any better i just enjoyed that sense of wonder and, and and adventure um and sort of you know to go back to the next episode episode five empire strikes back that actually is my favorite star wars movie um, I really, really enjoyed that it just continued the story. It made it more flushed out, and it also is, it was a little bit darker than the first. Um, it really, you know, touched on more of the mortality and just of that inner destiny of everyone, and you know that good and evil, and how easily you can be swayed. And I, I don't know, I just really fell in love with that. And finally, you know, that's the first time where you and um, or. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker meet and and, and and they fight. So again, it was just a it was a, a weird, um, I guess, out, uh, experience just because a lot of people are like, well, sequels rarely happen. Like usually it's one and done, you move on to the next one. But Star Wars created the notion that the, you can, in essence, create multiple movies off of this one universe, this one world, and people will still be coming back. And uh, I, I I do debate that you know Star Wars uh, Episode Five is much better than um, Episode Four or New Hope, and it's one of the rare sequels that actually is better than the original. Um, so that one came out in 1983, sorry 1980, and that was just after Mark Hamill uh, actually had a bad motorcycle accident that disfigured his face a little bit. So as you can tell, like if you look at Luke Skywalker in Episode Four, compared to him in Episode Five, he looks a little bit different, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just because he had to get plastic surgery to correct that that disfigurement that he that resulted in this motorcycle crash. And how they wrote that into the story was, well, Luke was you know of course on the icy planet of Hoth, and he came across Wampa who was a little bit too hungry, and so when the Wampa attacked him, you know got his face so oh there you go uh so that's how the in the star wars universe luke looks different so so keep that in mind the next time you rewatch those classic movies um and then let's see what else so yeah episode five again a great sequel it just added to the mythos of star wars to say this thing can be a long running hit and then um <clears throat> actually in episode five han solo wanted uh harrison ford wanted han solo to die so when he got frozen in uh, carbonite, he, you know, Harrison Ford was you know, telling Lucas, like, I think that's a good way for, for Solo to go. And George, he was against it. He's like, well, you know, Han Solo is one of the most popular characters in Star Wars, and there, I still have a story to tell from him. And, and so when, um, when push came to shove, it turned out that, well, Han didn't die. He's just like frozen in carbonite, and he will return to see it another day. With uh, and then of course that budding romance between uh, Leia and Han, 
so very, very cool to see that. Um, and then there was another one I was going to mention in episode five. Yeah. So um, I, I know that this is a very, like a lot of people do understand or maybe know of this fact, but um, during the production and the shooting of the film, George Lucas only told two other people that big twist that Darth Vader is Luke's father. It was Irvin Kirshner, the director of episode five, and Mark Hamill himself, because he was in the scene. And when they shot the scene, David Prowse, who was this, you know, the suit actor of, of, of Darth Vader, um, of course, he would say the lines, and then back, you know, then in post-production, James Earl Jones would come in, and then he would overdub it as, as the Darth Vader voice. <coughs> but um, David Prowse would say, you know, Obi-Wan killed your father. And uh, then, you know, Luke would, you know, go off like, no, no, you know, but, and then in post, when uh, James Earl Jones did it, he said, no, I am your father. So it was so secretive that even on set, George Lucas only told two other people. And then when they shot it, it was a line that wasn't even used. Like they had, they replaced it. So I found that really cool that just everything was so hush hush. And, you know, just what Star Wars became for so many people. It's like, they don't want any leaks. Like this thing would like break the internet if the internet was around <laughs> back in the 1980s. Uh, so that was a really cool, um, just a little tidbit of information going forward into episode five. And then uh, about three years later, you have episode six, which is Return of the Jedi. It was initially called Revenge of the, of the Jedi. But uh, George Lucas later changed it because he believed that, well, that's not the Jedi way. Like the Jedi don't do revenge. <laughs> Like that's just not their their uh, mo. So he uh, wisely changed it to Return of the Jedi, which I think is is a phenomenal like subtitle to Star Wars Episode Six. And that one is definitely more of a fun movie. Of course, you bring in the uh, kid favorite Ewoks, uh, those little fluffy midget uh, Wookies. I call them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're just small Wookies. Um, but again, it, it was it was a nice sort of um ending to that story uh that definitely could have just stayed that way but again with with the culture and the zeitgeist of of, of the world like they want more like people want more star wars and the reason why it took george lucas so long to um, initiate like the fourth movie in the franchise which happens to be episode one a prequel was because george lucas wanted to expand the world he wanted he wanted to have technology in the movie making process that wouldn't confine him to sets he wanted to create worlds that made uh he wanted more of a galactic uh theme or plot and so that's why you so that's why he waited for ilm or his company industrial light and magic to create those effects or or, or make that possibility and finally in 1997 or whatever they had that so that's when he embarked upon episode one and um, a lot of people do deride the fact of, oh, you know, like the prequels are, they're, they're sort of suppressed by like um, politics and like the Senate and like bureaucracy. Well, that was one way for George Lucas to say, this is more than just like a one world story. This is like a galaxy or a universe of stories. And what better way to, you know, try to pinpoint all of the, the planets or all the federations within that within this franchise then to you know sort of throw in that overarching political theme on how you know worlds work with worlds and how like the business or bureaucracy is set up you know so how how they can 
you know, connect with each other. And I thought that was a good way to do it. But again, you know, with with Star Wars and what people came to know of Star Wars with the original trilogy, they're like, we just want action. We just want, you know, this fight against good and evil, not this Senate room chamber where people are, you know, squabbling over politics. But again, I think that was a good, like, stepping stone into, like, what Star Wars could offer in terms of, like, a whole galaxy picture instead of just a singular world. Um, but yeah, like, that launches into episode one. Um, and I was, of course, before episode one came out, I was uh, in love with Star Wars. I, I watched the original trilogy until my VHS cassettes were um, getting all... You're going to have to explain what a VHS is to yeah. the young so, kids out there. VHS cassettes, they're, they're, bef- they're like the, they're the invention before <laughs> DVDs. Um, they're blocky. You slide them into um, a VCR or a, a recorder, and then you can play it that way. So there isn't really a main menu or anything like that. You just press play, and then wherever the cassette stopped, you pick up so you can rewind and fast forward. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I pretty much watched it until that became just really, really faint, and you could see those lines in the movie, which uh, I still treasure, you know, to this day. But um, yeah, episode so episode one when I saw it, I, I was I had the I had the memories of the original trilogy. Uh, but then again, I was a kid; I was six when five or six when episode one came out so i was just uh, in awe that you know they're, they're continuing the story especially that they're going be like before episode four they're, they're they're going into the past of darth vader or anakin skywalker um so again it, it was a feat it was a lot to, uh, to live up to um i i personally enjoy the prequels so i was completely fine with it of course i you know collected the toys and so did my friends, and you know, it, it was a huge part of my childhood. And that came out, like I said, in 1999, and in uh, 2002 was when Episode 2 Attack of the Clones came out. And well, before I, I get into that, it's really interesting to, to think, you know, like people like, oh, the prequels are filled with CGI, and it's more green screen or blue screen than... than uh, actual like actors um, which you know yes uh, George Lucas has has done that but he, he did it very well but it's also interesting to note that there have been more sets like more dioramas or miniatures used in the prequels than was ever used in the original trilogy so George Lucas still stuck to his guns like with what made the the original trilogy so successful but he also implemented this new technology so he could like I said, just make it more of a, of a universe instead of just like a, a hopping from world to world sort of story. Um, but episode two, like I said, Attack of the Clones, and uh, you you see Anakin, you know, becoming less of a slave, more of a Jedi, a Padawan who wants much more, who, who knows that he's strong, but he sort of lacks that training. And um, I think episode two is weaker than is like the weakest out of the three i think episode one's a good start sort of brings everything together but um still very enjoyable to watch um you you get some classic characters and things that tie into the original trilogy and you just see how how george lucas progressed i know that the prequels are um not as loved as the original trilogy just because george lucas made it a little bit more experimental he, he sort of did what he wanted to and i really applaud him for that instead of being um, stuck to what the fans want because well hey it's his story he created it he should have the right to do what he wants 
and and B I mean it's just no one should really tell people what to do unless you know it's it's completely out out of whack and I think George Lucas did a really good job in you know trying to stick to his guns but also morph the other two episodes into what the fans want to see and I think that culminates in episode three Revenge of the Sith because that is a phenomenal movie the way that he ends that prequel trilogy and sets it up for A New Hope. So I I cannot say any like more good things about Revenge of the Sith. It was phenomenal. You got to see that interplay between Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor. Like That's when you could see that he was really taking the role seriously and trying to meld it to as close as Sir Alec Guinness's role You know when, when he played Ben Kenobi in the originals. Because, of course, that's the last movie before episode four starts. Um, and that came out in 2005. So it's weird to think it's almost been, you know, 15 years um, ago. But again, like the prequels, they were a great addition to Star Wars. And then um, that's when, you know, George Lucas sort of tapped the brakes. And he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll focus on other things. Um, he didn't want to oversaturate the market or rush the, the storytelling process. And especially after like the fans' backlash of the prequels, I think made him hesitant to create any more Star Wars movies, which is why we weren't able to see any until Disney purchased Star Wars, and then they, you know, started. And I think Disney then didn't realize maybe the juggernaut they had on their hands or the type of fans that they had on their hands, because uh, George Lucas knows it well enough. It's like, well, you know, the fans weren't pleased with prequels. Um, I can't really touch the original trilogy or replicate that, so I think it might be best, you know, if we just take a breather. Where Disney's like, Star Wars is a cash cow, let's make this work. So I, I don't think they they realized maybe what the fans would do once they started making their own Star Wars movies. Um, but I think they learned they learned really quickly that you know it it can be pretty intense, um, especially given the most recent Star Wars movie that came out, Last Jedi. Um, that was just... <sighs> People did not like that movie at all. No, no. So we we can get into the sequel trilogy, of <clears> course, <throat> later, but that's basically just a glimpse of, of the Star Wars um, history from, you know, its inception in 1977 to when Disney purchased it for like $4.2 billion in 2012. It's crazy to think that was a lot of money back then. I know. I mean, it's still a lot of money, but... It is. It's huge. I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really fathom it it's just like it's just a number it's like a billion okay like so do you think that um the trilogy the newest one yeah is as big of a letdown as everybody says it is personally i do believe so why yeah so now because i mean people are almost saying that they prefer the original two I mean, I'm not the originals, the obviously the originals, but the the prequels yeah. over these now. Yeah, I mean, for I me... I mean, like, how bad do you have to do? Yeah, and I never thought it possible for, for them, for for Star Wars to, to go down like this. Um, and I do prefer the prequels over the sequel trilogy. So Episode 7, Force Awakens, and Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Um yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty, it's interesting to see just not only with this acquisition from Lucasfilm to Disney, but in, in every acquisition, it's like how different, you know, 
how 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 much does like that entity change and for me i think of course disney has a certain reputation they have a certain way of story of, of telling the story to where they're really good at it if they like create their own own um uh, content you know their own stories or their own adaptations off of like fairy tales you know like they've become to known become to be known for whereas if if you take something like lucasfilm like the star wars franchise that was created so differently and with maybe a different purpose and then to uh continue the same storyline it makes it immensely difficult and i i think that like of course disney did their best um but i think it just fell short of the mark um especially with episode seven i mean jj abrams he's a phenomenal director and uh i've i've loved his movies in the past but for him to be such a huge super fan of star wars and to also direct it i think that also puts a certain veil over his eyes that sort of blinds him to what what happened and what he let happen um and i sort of view episode seven as this huge big budget fan film it's just a it's just an appeaser for the fans because there's a lot of things that like nods to the original trilogy that like oh that's cool but when you think about it if you just take a huge bird's eye view episode seven is literally like a cut a cut and paste of episode four a new hope and I mean, you have, of course, the, the Death Star in Episode 4. You have Star Killer Station in Episode 7. You have, you know, these these three members that, that come together, unwitting heroes that, you know, to um, create, to, to fall into the Rebel Alliance. And then you have, you know, Finn, Ray, and Poe that sort of, you know, clump together to uh, join the Resistance. Again, you have the Resistance in the First Order, and then the Rebel Alliance and the Empire. So it's there are a lot of similarities and a lot of parallelism to those two movies that it's really hard not to be aware of and sort of let you affect how you feel about that movie. I mean, of course, it, 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 it was like the first movie, first Star Wars movie in, in 10 years. I believe it came out in 2015. And uh, so a lot, like, of course, there was a lot of hype for it. I was super hyped for it. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, just because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so not only did I love the movies, I also read a ton of the books. And so that sort of um, let me create my own hopes and dreams for what Disney was going to do with it. I was hoping that they would maybe follow the books a little bit better, or a little bit closer. And, and when I actually you know, saw the movie, I was a little bit let down because they didn't you know, go down that path. Or they just developed characters in a way that I wouldn't have done it. But then again, you know, it's just a fan's perspective. I, I believe that there isn't a franchise in the world where there are people that agree with everything. Like there might be, oh, they could have done this better. They could have done that better. And for me, yes, Disney could have done better a lot in Star Wars. But I mean, again, it's at the end of the day, just a movie. Um, and you can, you know, take it or leave it like that. But um when you go into episode 8, which was two years later, um, of course, they left a lot of things hanging at the end of episode 7. It's like, finally, Ray found Luke, you know, in exile. What's going to happen there? You know, you have Poe and Finn, um, all of that. Like, Finn was injured because Kylo Ren, you know, slashed him with his lightsaber in the back. What's happening there? Han actually died, or does he come back? You know, and um, there are so many things that 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 we needed answers for especially like supreme leader snoke who is this guy where do he come from what's his motivation uh so there were a lot of questions that eight was 
that a lot of people were hoping 8 would answer or at least move forward. But that movie, it turned out to be so long. It was like two and a half, three hours long and no real answers were provided. It was just like one big long act that could have been clumped at the end of episode seven. Um, and with the way that they wrote Luke, um, Luke Skywalker, my favorite character in Star Wars, I, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I know a lot of people like sort of defend, say, oh, you know, there's a reason why Luke, um, you know, went into exile, why why he just gave up. I'm like, well, that's not really his his character. Like he was the one who fought tooth and nail uh, for the Rebel Alliance, and then to finally turn um, his father back to the light side, and therefore you know, destroy the empire. Like it doesn't seem like Luke, he would just, when things got tough, he would just leave and just say, Hey, the galaxy can blow up, you know, and people can die for all I care. I'm just going to be on this Island by myself with porgs and, uh, and, you know, drinking blue milk out of uh, this one weird animal. So, I mean, just, just that in and of itself, um, that was more of like a, a slap to, to my face. Like I, I didn't really understand why they chose to write Luke that way. Um, but yeah, nothing really seemed to be answered in the movie. And that's why, you know, I think not a lot of people were sort of hyped for episode nine, but again, like the closer it got, and once we started seeing the trailers, it's like, okay, this might be a little bit of a different direction just because of course, I think they might have course corrected after understanding what episode eight did to the fan base or just you know what what had happened worldwide it's like well you know that like also the numbers show of course it's star wars but it could have been a lot better it could have been received a lot a lot better and so that's why we have jj abrams back helming the the this newest installment and hopefully you know tying a nice bow on this sequel trilogy but when it's all said and done and you know it's years from now when people look at those three main trilogies of the saga of star wars um, yeah, I, I honestly think that the prequels will shine through and they will be right under the original trilogy and then the sequel trilogy will be in last place. So <clears throat> I'm getting to specifically episode nine. Yeah. Are there any fan theories that you've heard? Any yes. things you're looking forward to? Things that you wish were like, like I know a lot of people were at the end of, um, Last Jedi people was it no was it the last jedi or was it the force awakens oh it was the jedi um the last jedi that supreme leader snoke got killed yeah people were like so you brought this character in to do nothing yeah it's like we don't have any backstory for him and he, he ultimately he ultimately just dies well and the other thing too is i, I know people were thinking oh is this darth plagius Oh yeah, because or Plagueis he sort of, or whatever you call him. Yeah, Plagueis. Yeah, because he was the one who um, unlocked the power of like immortality, like like, like through the mighty chlorians or whatever. Yeah. So people were kind of like, "Oh, is it sad?" And then I know a lot of people are kind of excited because they heard Palpatine's voice laughing. Oh my gosh! In the trailer yeah. of Episode Nine, which I've heard some weird fan theories, man. Same here, man. And I, I've kind of dug into some of them. And, I mean, we don't have time to cover all of them here. Yeah. But, but uh, some of the top ones that you find worthy of, of maybe sharing. That um, essentially Palpatine was the Padawan to Death Plagueis. Mm -hmm. And Plagueis knew how to uh, manipulate midichlorians. And essentially cheat life or death. Yeah. 
well i the, i don't know if it was plagius or palpatine but essentially learned how to travel through time and that palpatine manipulated um ray and brought her back into time and that's actually anakin's mother me yeah that's the one i heard as well that is a crazy <clears throat> fan theory because in the first in episode one um shmi says that there was no father so people are like oh did Pel- could palpatine have done that yeah. brought her back into time messed with her midi chlorians essentially to and, create his and to create apprentice. luke and his create yeah. yeah and set this whole thing in motion right i've heard that one mm-hmm. well, what do you think about that one so i mean that is way out there but honestly like that's that's a pretty cool theory i, th- I think it's just, it's so out there it's so crazy that i just might like it <laughs> like yeah i mean i wouldn't be opposed to that but again there's so many things that are just floating in my mind but like what would potentially happen and what i would prefer to see I mean, that is a pretty crazy theory, uh, the whole time travel thing about like controlling the Force and the midichlorians to do that. And honestly, that, that would sort of fall into J.J. Abrams' wheelhouse just because, you know, when he rebooted Star Trek, that was his whole thing. Like, you know, there were different wormholes and, you know. Yeah, but J.J. Abrams didn't want to bring the midichlorians into the film. Yeah, he I don't know, though. I mean. He literally threw those to the side. Oh, he did, yeah. Like it, because it seemed like Disney and J.J. Abrams wanted nothing to do with the prequels. Like they just wanted to focus on the original trilogy, which I think sort of hurt them. Because come on, it's it's an entire story. You shouldn't be selectively choosing things. Like this is a part of the Star Wars franchise, and and it should it should continue. What are another one that I've heard is that um, the rise of Skywalker, and this came from Kevin Smith, who's a huge Star sure. Wars fan. Yeah. Is that um, the view that Rise of Skywalker is that Rey is a Skywalker and that she will essentially, uh, there's thought, there's questions about um, force ghosts or anything like that. Right. But essentially she's going to somehow become a Jedi Master somehow and that eventually she's going to create the next Jedi order which will become the skywalker order hmm and that's came from kevin smith because he thought um what luke found such a problem with the political views of what the jedis should have done yeah and what he saw as problems with what the jedi did and this is all you know hugely debated but yeah it's hearsay so like the idea that um one of the biggest downfalls with the Jedi Council was that they essentially did not allow emotion to dictate what someone could do. And they had to withdraw and learn how to shut that part down. So when you have guys like Anakin or Kylo Ren, you, you don't know how to deal with that. And it goes bad. So that's why Sky, That's why some people think that when Luke... Uh, not Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin. Anakin, okay. No, not Anakin. Uh, Luke. (laughs) I'm being so mixed up. But Luke Skywalker in the, you know, Last Jedi, that's why he says the Jedi have to end. Because Kevin Smith thinks that Luke saw all the bad parts of the Jedi Order and all the good parts, but he said the Jedi Order has to end because what they've done wrong has so messed everything up that we have to get rid of this. But essentially, 
works with Ray to teach her that you can have discipline, you know, power, but not negate, you know, Emotion. the emotional part of the psyche. And so that's where he thinks that the Skywalker um, Council, not Council, Skywalker Order, that's what that's going to be, like yes. the rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was interested to understand why they chose that subtitle just because like the force awakens that 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 was a good title i i did like that um but last jedi i mean that that did that did seem epic you know um and maybe hope for the last jedi can bring balance and then more more jedi back but just the movie it sort of fell short on that expectation and then the rise of skywalker that one really confused me because i'm like what are they going for like is there like an underlying meaning that we wouldn't know until we actually saw the movie? Is Luke really not dead, or will he rise again? Will uh, the like a fan theory that I heard of is like um, Hayden Christensen is back playing Anakin Skywalker as a Force ghost? That's actually one that I heard that people were saying that right. Hayden Christensen's coming back. And- yeah, that he comes back and he helps fight with the Force ghost Luke to um, end the the Emperor either emperor as a force ghost emperor as a clone something with emperor like they banned forces to eradicate the evil well and that's where some people think that like um because technically kylo ren is a skywalker technically yeah so they would say it's the rise of the skywalker so it could be ray and kylo being taught by luke and christensen because kylo is obsessed with his grandfather grandfather who happens to be anakin Yeah. yeah So it's like that idea of like they're going to be trained by the Skywalkers as Skywalkers to create the new Skywalker order. Yeah. I mean, that could definitely be something of interest, you know. Which is interesting because if they do it that way, that leads into what Bob Iger recently said, where they're not going to be making any Star Wars movies for a while. They're going to back off a bit. Yeah. So Bob Iger, of course, he's the CEO of Disney. And yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's making some claims that, you know, Disney's going to hold off on making any Star Wars movies. So yeah, again, like that might f- actually fit where they m- just might go all out on this episode and make it so where this, there is a potential that the story could end where like they, they tie it up nicely, but it could always, you know, move forward. Well, and uh, the other theory is that the rise of Skywalker is that Rey and Kylo die. But there's going to be another lineage of Skywalker that mm. comes about, and that and that the idea of Skywalker is not necessarily the a lineage of Skywalker. Yeah, it's like a term, but the term yeah. as in like a Force user. Yeah, who stands up for injustice or looking to balance the scales. Exactly. Yeah, because that for some reason that reminds me of that stable boy in Episode Eight, The Last yeah, Jedi. And that's the point. That's where yeah. they're getting that from. Where you know he was just at the end like it was like he was standing up and like you could tell that like even though he was young he had this this sense about him that he that you know he might do some good in the galaxy and so that's the idea of that like if palpatine comes back and destroys everything or whatever the case may be like essentially they could wrap up the whole nine movies that have to deal with skywalker and be done with it right but you still use the name to essentially be like okay we use these three movies to finish up the skywalker line and then we take 10 years off and we just destroy everything 
and we just start off with a whole new group of people that are force users right but they have no connection to star wars yeah like no connection to the skywalker yeah, like they're in that universe but you can go on different adventures with different characters and yep. not rely on like the skywalker well, i think that's what Dis- and that's another thing that people think that disney's trying to do is essentially be like okay you want a little bit of wrap-up we'll give you some wrap-up right and then because they've seen how things the fans have reacted well why not just destroy that whole story arc or wrap it up and then go somewhere completely different where it's like okay this is uncharted territory you can't tell us what's right what's wrong yeah or like they could do something with the force that people are like well that's not what it was like that's not what it was like they'll be like yeah but this storyline is not based around that time period they could base it a thousand years before any of that or a million years afterwards right uh, no yeah i mean that that it would explain the the choices that disney is making recently and of course like with the mandalorian that's a completely new story with just a different character of course like he's but that's set in the time period it is yeah like just like right after episode six um or it's closer to episode six than it is episode seven um so you definitely have a lot of easter eggs from the original trilogy but at least you know they're doing a good job with um creating a story where again we're, we're not relying on the characters that we already know like it's just it's just this mandalorian guy who's a bounty hunter making his way th- 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 through the galaxy and i really enjoy that and um that's one of the things that i love about disney plus and we'll, we'll we'll talk about disney plus in in the next episode but i think they're doing a really good job with the mandalorian i've only you know i've seen a couple i've seen all the episodes and i mean i just i cannot get enough of it and that makes me even more excited to see um the kenobi series that they finally you know i don't even care what the kenobi series is about as long as it has you and mcgregor and i'll watch it dude yeah i am so pumped for that i heard it's coming out i want to say 2021 2021 yep so oh we gotta wait we gotta wait but it's okay because it will be worth it i don't care it's you and mcgregor it's you and mcgregor anything it's my man i know he was my favorite actor out of the prequel trilogy i think he, he did such a good job with obi-wan uh, he, he made obi-wan my favorite character well he made everybody obi-wan yeah he, he made obi-wan everybody's favorite character i mean literally yeah there's not a person that i've met that does not love obi-wan yeah i know except for samuel l jackson he loves his own character well that's because he's conceited <laughs> and he's got a purple lightsaber the only jedi to get only jedi who does well because he himself the the actor the person requested hey you know i, I, I sort of want to stand out yeah conceited. Uh, in, in, uh, if there's like a bunch of jedi you know like one long panning shot i want people to notice me so give me a different color lightsaber so they got him amethyst or purple or whatever yeah so once again conceited <laughs> yep so exactly but i do love him in the movie i love him as frozone and everything he's done to pixar so i digress but um yeah i mean just with with the whole series uh, i'm 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 again excited to see episode nine i'll I'll see it probably in the next couple of days but in next couple days yeah i mean i don't i'll see it um i don't think i'll go see it in the theaters okay i think i'll wait until it gets to like disney plus there you go or something but i'm not i admire your fortitude in that well to me like i i I like star wars enough where i can watch it and maybe happy and have my thoughts but that is not a film like i don't see films that often in theaters and i have to really want to see it sure to go yeah i understand yeah i mean it's it's a whole production and um for me i'm i'm crazy about five dollar tuesdays i don't know you know, um, with with whomever is listening, you know where you are in in the country or the world. But where where I'm from, 
uh, we got uh, $5 Tuesdays at our local cinemas, so um, that is a huge factor. So I'll try to, you know, try to hit it up on a Tuesday, save some extra money. On that note, on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you guys check it out. Um, definitely go see Star Wars, you know, the Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. Facebook message us, uh, email us, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Facebook, yeah. Let us know your thoughts because I'm really interested to see how you guys view this last reported installment of the, of the Star Wars saga for, for quite some time. Yeah, on our Facebook page, guys, I mean, you just have to write a post. I mean, you're just writing a comment on something. Yeah. It's And our Gmail account is all up there. We, I mean, if you guys send us an email with all of your thoughts, you know, as long as it's not, you know, a dissertation, you know, we might read some of your thoughts on the podcast live. And oh, yeah. Same thing with Instagram and Twitter and everything. Like, let us know. We want to make sure you guys are heard and seen, maybe yeah. not seen, but heard um, exactly. through us. We want to get your, you know, your name out there and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's important to know that you're that we know you're as addicted to Disney as we are. And we want to be able to share your passion with with all of us. I mean, th- this is a huge community that we just that we get stronger and we get more passionate about it the more we share the more we talk to like-minded people so let us know and i'm really i'm really excited to hear from you guys so i I hope here's some good comments in uh or over social media all right perfect yeah so So make sure to find us on uh facebook my disney addiction twitter at my disney addicts and instagram at my underscore disney underscore addiction underscore podcast excellent and so we're going to wrap up with our um, Star Wars quote. Yes. Would you like to do the honors, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do the honors. Um, so one of my favorite uh, quotes is from Obi-Wan. No, not Obi-Wan. Uh, Qui-Gon. Oh, you, you said one earlier that I really liked. What was it? So well, the, well, the, one, I'm, the one I'm thinking of is um, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. And Qui-Gon said that in uh, like an offhanded remark to Jar Jar Binks in episode one. <laughs> and we thought that'd be a great one. You know, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Yes. Nope. Yes. I like that because we are speaking. That doesn't mean we're intelligent. Exactly. People. We love to speak. Um, it doesn't mean we're right. But hey, you know, it's a great fact. All right. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us, you guys. We hope you have some great holidays coming up here. Once again, check out Star Wars. Follow us, like us, uh, subscribe, subscribe and everything. Yes. Have a nice holiday. That was a Titan Cast episode.